In this episode of Guider Talks, Robert talks to Tim Dunton of Nimbus Hosting. Tim has worked in hosting for over 20 years and in 2011 founded Nimbus. After seeing a gap in the market for agencies, Tim and Nimbus launched Storm, a hosting platform designed specifically for creatives. Hello and welcome to the Guider Talks. Today I'm delighted to have Tim Dunton with me. Tim comes from Nimbus Hosting uh, and actually just two nights ago I was with Tim uh, celebrating a year of uh, Guider, the Grow Your Digital Agency Initiative uh, in London and it's great to have you with us Tim. Hello and welcome. Good morning Robert, how are you doing? You all right? Absolutely great, absolutely fantastic. So uh, let's start with a, with a random question which is uh, just tell us something, tell us the random fact. What's the random fact that people probably don't know about you, Tim? In fact, it's a good one, actually. It took me a while to think of this, but back in 1996, I registered foolishly, well, maybe foolishly, British, British-airways.co.uk, thinking that I could sell it back to them. But actually, they, they hadn't registered it. Uh, anyway, they, they didn't take it well and essentially to sue me. So, yeah, that was good fun, actually. And I was only 15, 16 at the time. <laughs> That's a brilliant, it's a brilliant idea, actually, doing that. So, so what is... Uh, just give people a bit of background. What is a, a, a typical day in the life of Tim? Uh, t- uh, to be honest, normally if the weather's nice, I generally cycle into work, get in for about sort of 7.38, um, meet some of the guys that are already in on the early shift, make a tea, coffee with them, uh, have a chat, um, and then we can really get on to what's going on. Although I'm, I'm MD, I spend almost most of my time working on the product development side of things. So a lot of that time is spent liaising with our existing internal team, sales and marketing and technical, and then also talking to our um, uh, uh, development team and our clients as well, getting some feedback from them, what they like about us, what they don't like about us, how we can, how we can make it easier for them to work with us and how we can make it easier for them to do business. So, so, so what, is your, what is your experience? I mean, obviously, you get that Friday night conversation, you go, ah, digital agencies we work with. What, what, I mean, what's, what's, your, what's your experience of digital agencies? What do you think their strengths are? Um, I think um, I, when I first started, I, I had a sort of digital agency myself, but that's even before the, the phrase was coined. Um, but what I've always really enjoyed about them is they're normally pretty good fun. Uh, they're quite fussy, especially when it comes to some of the technical side of things, because obviously they're, they're creatives. Um, but also what I really like about them is they're always looking to change. They're always looking for new things, whether that's new design or, or new, new ways of working. So that, I think for me, that's um, what I think is what their strengths are. What about their weaknesses? Their, their weaknesses for me, um, although they're, I think they're creative, that naturally means that they're probably quite chaotic and disorganized. Um, and um, and maybe that's the reason why they're looking to change. And and I think from our point of view, Nimbus's point of view, that's how we can help. We can provide some sort of structure and and try and keep things simple and straightforward for them. So 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 Nimbus Hosting, you're a hosting company, uh, and you know one of the nice things, you know, just giving you a bit of feedback is, uh, you know, ahead of the interview, I put out my put out the feelers. When we first met, we first met at Ungagged, and I put up yeah. my feelers, and everyone, everyone kind of raved about you, which is great. Good, but, yeah. but how do you see the the reputation that, that hosting companies have? What what do you think their reputation is, and why? I think generally it's good, although it's like in any industry, you've got the cheap guys and you've got the expensive guys. I'd say we're in the middle, but 
with the chip guys, you, you have have um, issues with reliability and performance. While then with the and the high end guys, I would say some of them have the sort of attitude of maybe it's sort of like selling double glazing, really. Um, so yeah, you've got the whole. I think you've got the whole whole spectrum, but yeah, nothing more than any other agency, really. Uh, nothing industry, really. So yeah, I mean, I mean, the question is, are are all hosting companies the same? I mean, if, if you're if you're on the market for a hosting company, you've got a a, a range of price points. I mean, I mean, the price points are, you know, I don't know the interest, but, but there's there's three or four hundred percent difference in price. So, tell me about that. I mean, are are they all the same? Uh, no, they're not. I think uh, I think you until recently, I would say they probably have been quite similar. Uh, I'd say the industry's gone through quite a lot of change in the last sort of five or uh, five or six years. Um, but up until that point, I think everyone was pretty much selling the same thing. Everyone was selling servers or web space or VPSs or shared hosting and email. Um, uh, so they, it was pretty much the same. The only real differences were going to be things like customer service and uptime, really. That's the only real way you could differentiate yourself. Um, but I would say these days, in the last five years, that, that the, the, upside, the uptime performance is kind of almost a given these days. It's not something you really shout about. You've got to have something new and different that really sort of sets you aside. Go on. So this is this is the moment for you to tell us in a way. So 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 the, so the question, you know, is and it's got to, it has to be asked. And I'm sure you're you're asked every time uh, you're, you're you're pitching the service. You know, how is Nimbus different from other hosting agents? Why? This is a question people hear me ask all the time. Why should people bother to buy from you when they can buy from the competition? What makes you different from the rest? Because everyone, as you quite rightly said, everyone says fast, reliable, cost-effective. So, so what makes you different? Exactly. Well, I'd say from Nimbus's point of view, there's a, there's a, there's a few reasons. Um, we've primarily focused on the digital agency, so we don't go after the whole market. Um, so that means that we're a bit more tailor-maker laser focus exactly and uh, that's one of your one of your mantras isn't it and okay. um, but also we provide a complete solution so we're not reselling other people's solutions but also we're providing something we've built in-house so our key product storm which is our hosting platform the whole point of that is to work for digital agencies to make them uh, more streamlined and easier for them to to work with people there's i would say there's a lot of complexity in the market um, and in fact, I think that doesn't help people at all. There's, because there's so many players these days, not just people like AWS or DigitalOcean, but then people like Wix and Shopify, there's so much choice out there. Mm. So we simplify that and say to agencies, this is what you need, this is what's going to work for you, this is what's going to allow you to, to grow. So could you, could you give an example of how, how you make the experience or you make the... Uh, the service better for the digital agencies? Certainly. So yeah, one of the things, as I said, our platform storm, we, we manage it and monitor it on a sort of per minute basis. And the whole point of that is to really find out how our customers are interacting with it to see how we can simplify it. So can we make it easier to set up a website? Can we make it easier for them to enable a, uh, um, a make the website secure? Can we make it easier for them to deploy a website to it and see how we can remove steps? So our product essentially does, does weekly updates. And you can see, you can just go back a few weeks and you can see how we've made it easier and easier and easier for our clients to, uh, to, to, do, to do these tasks that otherwise they, it would take a lot longer. 
to give you an example, we can get a website with WordPress and uh, Let's Encrypt installed enough and running inside a minute now. Okay, so so I get I get that in terms of being you know features of mm-hmm. what you do, but in terms of in terms of you know benefits, because as a as a as an agency owner, uh, I want it to be I want my host to be reliable. That's yeah. ob- that's has to be sort of number one, but also there's something about how how can Nimbus how can Nimbus make my agency more more efficient? How can it make me more profitable? How does how what I, I'm just trying to get to what the benefits are of, of buying from you. Well, to give you an, an idea, one of the things we like to look at is our tickets. So the amount of tickets or, or contacts we've had from clients, and I personally believe we should try and reduce that as much as possible. Not because we don't want to talk to our clients, but mm. because if they're not raising tickets, their problems don't happen in the first place, um, and that means that they've got instant saving. They don't have to. Uh, they don't have to raise a ticket with us because the problem doesn't happen in the first place. They don't have to wait for that response and they don't have to deal with that response. So it's more of a seamless uh, seamless um, process. And obviously that means it saves an agency time. And obviously, as, as you know, an agency time is money. I mean, for me, <laughs> dare, dare I say it, for me, the, 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 the benefit is that you are, you are real people and I, yes. can, and I can find your company address with a brick. And if I'm really unhappy, I can throw it, yeah, throw it through the metaphorical shop window. Exactly. Um, and you know, the, num- the number of times you try and contact someone, you go, ah, there's no phone number. Ah, mail app. Ah, they've got a ticketing system. Ah, they've got a bot. It's like, are they not real? Can I not talk to someone about this? Because they're not someone there that I can actually talk to. So no, it's a very good point, actually. We don't try and hide our phone number. We don't try and hide our email address. You can call us. You can email us. You can do a live chat. Whatever. You, you can ring us now, and you'll speak to someone technical immediately. Cool, lovely. So just, I mean, going back to the digital agency. So, so you, you, you ran a digital agency. Uh, briefly in the sort of like in the well i'd say briefly maybe four or five years that's how i kind of transitioned into hosting so in the sort of late 90s after i annoyed british airways mm-hmm. i moved into building websites for people uh, and that was when we were called a web design agency rather than a digital agency and essentially built a few things and i did hosting as a sort of add-on and at the time because i was more um practical than say creative it meant more it, it was easier to get into the hosting market instead so if you think about uh, the digital agencies we met, we met the other night, uh, uh, there's two questions. The, fir- the first question is what, you know, short term, day to day, what do you see as the biggest challenges that, that agencies encounter? I would say there's a couple of things that I've noticed over the last year or so. One, I think, has been in terms of getting talent, specifically on the developer side of things. Getting developers seems to be very, very difficult. Um, and that, again, I'm sorry to pitch our product here, but that's where we've kind of made it easy for clients. So you've got things like account managers and you've got um, web designers or, or graphic designers that can use our product. So you don't, it's not like the developers have got the keys to the castle these days. Mm-hmm. Anyone can and I'd say the other thing I've started to notice in the last, and well, I guess since sort of um, second half of this year, uh, is starting to be the um, budgets and um, uh, people not, not got really got the money to spend. So I know some agencies' budgets are certainly being squeezed now. 
that's interesting i mean i mean there's uh we're in this really we're, we're in this really weird stage of the year i mean as it happens this is being recorded in the summer and there's a whole load of brexit nonsense going on but you know obviously and people watching later on they'll they'll have known what's happened to brexit whether whether we're in or not um, but yeah. uh, but leave, leaving aside leaving aside the idea of, of being able to move into the future uh talent 100 percent 100 percent talent and, and and i think there's an interesting thing about budget which is those agencies who are really good and have fantastic um, reputations are being hit less by that budget constraint i think than, than than the smaller ones i mean that's 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 my experience so so what about if you actually go step back and you then look at the strategic piece which is you know what what kind of an agency will people be running in two or three years time i mean you know three years ago google was the biggest the, the gig in town uh, in terms of advertising and PPC in three years time, who knows which platforms people will be using, but it certainly won't, won't just be Google for PPC. And likewise, you know, if mobile continues the way it does, um, AI continues the way it does, VR continues the way it does. I mean, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be fascinated from, from your point of view, you know, longer term what do you think the big the big challenges are for people running agencies uh, it's a good question actually i think um the uh it's going to be interesting to see where these technologies goes and also be, i think it's I, I suppose i'm a little bit old-fashioned i kind of see which ones when i take off you know that like google glass was a good example of a technology that just uh, didn't go anywhere really um and then you've obviously got things like driverless cars is that gonna is that gonna take off i'm not so sure there's a lot of of, of problems to to deal with there um, so yeah, I like to sort of wait to see see what sort of things are going to happen first before I kind of put my toe in the water. I, I personally, I think there's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of sort of returning to technologies that already existed. So like for example, podcasts is a great example. There's been a big resurgence of podcasts when I think the first came out in the late what 2007 2008. Um, so that's quite interesting. And the other thing we're seeing is static websites. There's been a big resurgence in those recently. So I would say when I first started, you didn't have a CMS, WordPress wasn't around. So you just built static websites and that made perfect sense. And then obviously CMSs came around and you moved to that. And there's now a move back to, to those types of technology. So I think it's kind of worth looking at our past in some ways to see what, what we can bring forward and use, use again, really. So it's not just about... Um, it might be new technologies to deliver some of those old things, so like, you know, like, like we've got now podcasts with video, which we didn't have before, um, and there are better ways of building static sites than we were using Dreamweaver in the late 90s. Um, um, but um, yeah, some of these things are probably worth looking at those and taking inspiration from, I think. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's, there's something, fast, something I, I, that, that drives me mad about video. I'll just get it off my chest. Yeah. which is everyone goes to conferences run by Google, Facebook, YouTube, HubSpot, blah, 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 blah. And everyone always says, look at the stats. Look at the, look at, look at the stats for people visiting websites uh, without video. Now look, at, now look at the response to websites with video. Look at the response to video advertising. Look at the response to video instructions. Look at the response. 
and 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 the thing that i that i really struggle with is all the evidence suggests that the video is so incredibly powerful and that's why, that's why i'm doing video podcasts because they yeah. they 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 get to places and you know who's been watching it and and i know that you know after this podcast people will come up to me and say oh i who, who wouldn't normally come up to me will say, oh, I saw that podcast you did with Tim. Really interesting, that hosting. I hadn't thought about hosting being that. I hadn't realized how important it hadn't. So it, it really creates engagement and conversation. And yet it feels to me that uh, um, partly because video, I guess, is professional. and It's fairly obvious from our production values today that neither you nor i has a massive production team with lots of lighting people and lots of lots of sound engineers and lots of cameras we're just doing it sort of and i quite like that because it's on brand because i get you and you get me and we're not pretending to be something else yeah but 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 the industry hasn't taken on video despite the incredible evidence that it works so much better so we end up with facebook live which is even lower production values even higher and in some senses, even higher impact. But there's a real conservatism, which is, um, we do websites or we do PPC, uh, so we don't quite we don't quite understand that brand thing because it's difficult to measure, measure, and evaluate. So no, we're not encouraging our clients to do, to do videos. And yet, video is cheapest. You know, part of, you know, you know what's made people like you able to enter the market memory is so cheap so therefore computing is so cheap so therefore video is so cheap and yet and yet people have bought into buying video the way the way they should do no i, I think part of the i think the technology is probably there but maybe maybe the industry isn't caught up i think i think it took i think it took a long time for video to catch on and, and a big problem i think is in open plan offices no one wants to run a run an open, a video in an open plan office so it took a while for people to realize that and then implement subtitles so i think that made a that made a really yeah. big difference yeah and 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 i think i mean i can't i can't see what's behind the camera you i'm glad you can't see what's behind the camera here but it's it's kind of this bit this bit's clean <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Anyhow, I, I just find that I find that fascinating because it actually I, I can learn more about Nimbus uh, and you and what you do just from watching how you react on camera yeah. than, than me going to your website where you're obviously yeah. say, good, we're fun, we're clean, we're nice, we're friendly, come and contact us. So it, it just feels to me blindingly obvious that video should should be more popular than it is. Anyhow, that's my that's my beef. Um, okay, so. Uh, question for you just a couple of questions just to round things off um and, and, and this one really is uh if 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 you were running an agency uh what would you be getting sorted to guarantee the future of the agency i think from my point of view i think it's all about processes these days I know we're not an agency ourselves, but we've been through a lot of development processes to make it easier and make it faster to deliver results to our clients. And I think that's really where, where agencies should go, um, implement, the pro implement those processes, make them more efficient, and that's only going to improve, improve your profit. And, and you know what? There's probably no harm in what you say. Put your prices up too. Okay. Would you like to just um, expand a little bit? more on what you mean by 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 processes is that process for everything is it systems is it measurement is it performance management is it timekeeping what, what, what do you mean by by um, 
see. It's not really everything really. From a, so from a development point of view, for example, we have strict processes and how we we um, how we deliver our service, and we try and keep that the same all the time. Obviously, as new technologies and things improve, we try and add that in. But we don't try and add it in that often because we, the more you more complexity you add in, then it just confuses things. Personally, one of our one of our values is is KFC. Um, mm. Um, keep things simple essentially so we really want to try and um, uh, in fact it stands for keep it keep it fucking uh, clear uh, and the idea is we just try and keep it simple for our clients and it's simple for us the more complexity the more confusion you add the more chances are it's going to go wrong love that yeah I really I, I may well steal that care see <laughs> but yeah uh, but that, that, that's absolutely beautiful because you think how often how um I was on a banking website this morning earlier on and it's just like you just go it's like no one has ever done user experience no one has ever been a customer and gone through this process you know yeah. it really isn't necessary for me to be entering my name for the third time and my account number and the security code exactly you know, it's and and then and then you get questions which make no sense sort of circular questions which go I can't, I can't answer that. And I had one yesterday where, uh, with uh, the local city council uh, trying to get a license for a, an HMO. For a, uh, and, and, and there were questions there which they just didn't make sense. I mean, they, were like, they, weren't, they weren't questions. It's like, there's no verb. This is not a question. This is, this is and, you, and you, beggar's belief. Anyhow. Um, I, so I think in our industry, People love complexity. They love new technology. They love new ways of doing things. And that's great. I've got no, I've got no issue with that. But all, I think for me, just keep things simple. Just keep things straightforward. There's a lot less to go wrong. It's a lot easier, lot easier to explain things to people. Mm, God, Lord, yes. Okay, so from, from your experience, so you've, you're, you're kind of both sides. You run an agency. Uh, you're a supplier to agencies. And I guess... I mean, you're in, in many ways you're a development house, so you're still you're still agency. Uh, yeah. From from your experience, what what are you, what are your what would be your top tips for running an agency? What would be your your one-liners, or 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 your words of wisdom for agency owners? I think it's really important to listen to your customer. That's really really important. Keep asking them why, and um, but also trying to get bottom to that. It's the, the the Henry Ford comment: If I ask my customer what they wanted, they'll ask faster horses, and it's essentially what we did. Um, but we we asked them why they wanted that, um, and then implemented something to do that. So I think it's really important to keep keep talking to your customers, keep um, looking at the industry. As I said earlier, the industry is changing faster than I think it ever has. So that's something to be really really aware of. Um, and I think today's world is not going to be tomorrow. So just just really very really be aware of that. And probably lastly, focus on what you're good at really, and only really focus on what you're amazing at, rather than just trying to get involved in lots of things. I don't know you, you probably. Robert probably see this. There's so many agencies trying to do so many things. They're trying to do email. They're trying to do SEO. They think the more they can sell a client, the more stickier they can be. Mm. But I think it just means you're not going to be an expert at all of it. Um, you're only an expert at some of it. So just focus on what you're good at and kill it. Brilliant, Tim. I absolutely love that. That's the, 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 there's so much richness in that. I mean, yesterday, as I say, I spent a day with a client, and and we were what we were trying to nail was. Do you guys do you guys know who your client is? As in, are they part of a big organisation or a small organisation? What their intentions are? Do you know if they're married? Do you know if they've got kids? Do you know do you know what they're trying to do with the business? Because if you don't, 
how on earth can you can you service that client and like you know all the heads of department <laughs> so so yeah getting to understand the customer and being brilliant at something and just sticking to it i just love that absolutely adore that tim thank you so much for your time Thanks, um, thank you so much for for your insight and giving us a little bit of a uh, an insight into you know, the, the hosting world and, and, and where you come from. Uh, at the end of the, uh, the podcast, there'll be the usual links uh, to, to Tim and to Nimbus. And on that, I'm going to say a very big thank you and farewell, Tim. Thank you very much. Thanks, Robert.